Good morning to you. Welcome to the papers for Thursday, the 15th of February, 2024. Hope you're well. I hope you're in good form this Thursday morning. I am myself, sure. Art and I always, the papers podcast, we look at the front pages of the UK dailies, the lead stories, and then we'll take a look at some, some of the stories inside. We'll begin with the front pages, starting with The Times. Worst anti-Semitism for 40 years since atrocities is the lead story. I'm coming back to this one. I have a theory. A number of papers, including the Times, obviously, leading with figures published by the Community Security Trust charity on a rise in anti-Semitism in the UK. I'll come back to this and I'll tell you exactly what the Community Security Trust is. There is no anti-Semitism crisis in the UK. It isn't conjecture. It isn't opinion. It is a fact. And I'll explain why in a few minutes' time. The Daily Mail lead story. Again, the explosion in hatred against Jews in Britain is the headline. Every police force had reports of anti-Semitism. Home Secretary calls new figures utterly deplorable. It is monumental bollocks, and I will explain why shortly. The Guardian. New ceasefire vote ramps up pressure on Starmer, is the headline. What's that about? Well, The Guardian says Starmer, the Labour leader, is facing a fresh test of his authority as MPs prepare to vote on a second parliamentary motion calling for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza next week. There you are. Starmer is under pressure to get rid of MPs and Labour councillors. In some cases, this is absolutely crazy, right? In some cases, because they liked tweets or liked Instagram posts by others, you know, saying that what Israel is doing in Gaza is tantamount to genocide. So if you like to tweet criticising the Israeli government, you could be in the, 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 the target, you could be in the sight lines of Keir Starmer as he aims to rid the Labour Party of the scourge of anti-Semitism. Again, it is absolute bollocks. Every sense of the word. The Daily Telegraph headline, Russia will put nuclear weapon into space U.S. fears. I'll come back to this. I'll come back to this in a moment. Also on the front page of the Telegraph, exercise twice as effective as antidepressants. You've got that right. Of course it is. And I'm living proof of it. I've never taken, by the way, an antidepressant in my life and I've never really suffered from depression. What I can speak to is that regular exercise is very good for your mood. And for your, I don't know if I even want to say emotional well-being, but it is. It's good for you. When I finish this and I put it online, I'll be heading from here in Salford down to Stretford and around the back of Old Trafford Cricket Ground, around the Old Trafford Football Stadium, around Media City and back to where I live in Salford. I'll run for about five and a half miles. And um, it's good for my emotional well-being. So yes, so we'll come back to the nuclear weapon in space, the bastard Russians. Uh, The Daily Mirror, NHS nurses crisis. 
is the headline. I suppose it speaks for itself. A collapse in nursing recruitment, according to the Mirror, is risking the future of the NHS and will put patients in danger. It reports concerns from the Royal College of Nursing that the number of applications for degree courses plummeted from 36,000 in 2021 to a little over 31,000 this year. That's the Mirror. Daily Express, we're on the up, so loosen the purse strings, Mr. Hunt. That's the headline. We're on the up. Loosen the purse strings, Mr. Hunt. So Mr. Hunt is Jeremy Hunt, the Chancellor of the Exchequer. He has been urged to be bolder in going for growth so he can take advantage of improved economic forecasts. Uh, He's being urged to do this by the Daily Express, who has quoted experts saying the Chancellor has enough headroom to knock £20 billion off the collective tax bill and take further measures to boost the economy. Financial Times Hunt weighs deeper public spending cuts to fund tax giveaway in budget. The same story, more or less. And the I leads with interest rates to remain above 2% for years, says Bank Chief. That's a gloomy economic forecast from Andrew Bailey, the top man at the Bank of England. The Metro, UK pays TikTok stars to stop votes. What does that mean? TikTok influencers will be paid by the government to urge migrants not to cross the channel in small boats, according to the Metro. The Metro says the Home Office believes it will counter human traffickers who use the video sharing platform to sell the British lifestyle to people, tempting them to make the potentially deadly crossing. This is absolute vaudeville. (laughs) TikTok influencers, to put videos on TikTok, which will be seen by human traffickers, and then they will have second thoughts. God, they haven't mentioned, at least I haven't read the story, you know, mentioned any names in terms of these influencers. And the Sun has a photograph of the former BBC Radio 2 and BBC Radio 1, DJ Steve Wright. The headline is, Steve died of broken heart after BBC Axe. The Sun reckons that friends of Steve Wright laid the blame squarely at his untimely death, aged 69, at his axing from BBC Radio 2 last year. Okay. He he had continued to present a Love Songs programme for the BBC on Sunday, so he had been working for the BBC. As the Daily Star uh, headline is, Love is sniffing your smelly feet. What the hell is that about? The Daily Star says the two million Brits insist they adore the smell of their partner's stinky feet. That's in the Star. (laughs) So the Star is claiming there are two million, at least, two million people with foot fetishism here in the UK. I suppose it's fairly harmless, isn't it? Foot fetishism. Well, then I do remember over the years when I was covering, when I was on the crime beat years ago, People being arrested for and convicted for stealing socks and shoes belong to women and even underwear belong to women from their washing lines and whatnot. So uh, so maybe it's not so harmless, but 2,000. I'm a, I'm a leg man myself, as I've often said. I like the shapely calf. Is there a fetishism for that, the calf? And a shapely ankle and, yeah, pretty pair of feet, yeah. I'm, 
But smelly feet, no thank you. Not for me. Anyway, right, okay, that's the front pages of the papers. Let us go inside. Some of these stories are interesting. Let's begin our analysis with the lead story on the front page of the Telegraph. Russia is preparing to launch nuclear weapon into space, according to the US. Ah, shall, we, shall we believe you, lads? You're the same people who told us that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. And that Colonel Gaddafi, Muammar Gaddafi, was the greatest threat to world peace since, since Hitler. He told us that old bollocks as well, didn't you? Russia wants to put a nuclear weapon into space, US intelligence indicates, in what was described as a serious national security threat. Joe Biden was urged on Wednesday to declassify U.S. intelligence on the military operation, which has been shared with every member of U.S. Congress. Why has it been shared with every member of U.S. Congress? I'll tell you in a minute. It's hilarious. The weapon system, the nuclear weapon by Vlad in space, could be used to target Western satellites in space, potentially knocking out communications and military targeting systems. The U.S. president is understood to have been tracking the threat, described as grave, but not immediate, for some weeks, according to White House sources. You're hearing this nonsense now. They shared with every member of Congress. They shared with them. (laughs) They shared intelligence showing that Vlad might detonate a nuke in space and that this might knock out communications and military targeting systems. Hilarious. Hilarious. The timing of this. The timing of this. Republicans in Congress have been threatening to block aid for Ukraine in recent days and weeks, haven't they? Particularly Donald Trump supporting members of Congress have been threatening to block, you know, in, in votes on whether to increase aid to Ukraine, they've been saying, no, no, it's outrageous, we can't keep sending any money. And surprise, surprise, here we have some intelligence, in inverted commas, suggesting that, well, Vlad might blow up space. <laughs> oh, they're so fucking predictable, aren't they? I mean, they're nothing if not predictable, right? And in the mirror... Headline, U.S. Congresswoman tells David Cameron to kiss my ass over Ukraine funding row. A U.S. Congresswoman has told David Cameron, go kiss my ass, Cameron, after the U.K. Foreign Secretary waded into the row over funding for Ukraine. So he wrote in The Hill, a Washington publication, he wrote in The Hill that he was going to, quote, drop all diplomatic niceties He said, quote, I want us all, US, UK, European and other allies, to support Ukraine in fighting against completely unjustified aggression. It is hard to think of a clearer case of one country being invaded by another without the slightest justification. Fuck off, Cameron. He went on to write, I believe our joint history shows the folly of giving in to tyrants in Europe, who believe in redrawing boundaries by force. I do not want us to show the weakness displayed against Hitler in the 30s. He came back for more, costing us far more lives to stop his aggression. Marjorie Taylor, Republican, was walking down the corridor of some building in Washington, presumably Congress, and um, she said, 
I don't think she read it. I think he tried to compare us to Hitler also, and if that's the kind of language he wants to use, I have no time for him. David Cameron needs to worry about his own country, and frankly, he can kiss my ass. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful bit of timing, this intelligence. Yes, Vlad will detonate a nuke in space. Oh, by the way, we need some more money to fund the Ukrainians in their war against Vladimir Putin. What bullshit. What bullshit. But it goes unchallenged through the US, the UK and most of the world's media. Here's one in the Telegraph. We've known about this for some time. We've talked about it, but it's appeared overnight in the Telegraph. You ready? Elderly couple told they had to sell home to house asylum seekers. As the Telegraph writes, councils are compulsorily, compulsorily, compulsorily uh, purchasing empty properties to meet a surge in the number of asylum seekers being granted leave to remain in the UK. Council chiefs have complained as they are not being given enough time to find alternative accommodation for successful asylum seekers because of the Home Office's faster decision-making to clear huge backlogs of cases. The policy has been highlighted by the plight of an elderly couple who were told they had to give up their home to asylum seekers because of a shortage of suitable accommodation. Jose and Ted Saunders, it should be Josie, I think, Josie and Ted Saunders said they were shocked to be told by North Northamptonshire Council that their mid-terraced house in Rushton near Wellingborough was deemed to be empty or derelict, enabling the authority to force them to sell it. The letter said the council was seeking a considerable increase in positive immigration decisions being made in favour of asylum seekers, mainly single men, and the authority was struggling to source suitable accommodation for them. So the North Northamptonshire Council wrote to this couple and said, we are seeing a considerable increase in positive immigration decisions being made in favour of asylum seekers. Wait for it. Mainly single men. We're struggling to find suitable accommodation. You own a property you are not living in. It's empty. We're going to have it. We're going to force you to sell it to us. Compulsory purchase order. Fuck you. But we own it. We own it freehold. We own the property and we own the land. No, you don't. We can force you to sell it to us. Because the government is rushing through because of the backlog. Asylum claims, and most of them are being ticked. Yes. Grant asylum. Yes. Positive outcomes for the asylum seekers. Mostly young men. Single men. We have to house them. You have a house you're not living in. You're not renting it to anybody. So we'll have it. Thank you. It's horrible this, isn't it? Now, the council did write back to the couple to apologise after the couple kicked up a big stink about it. But the question I would be asking is, how common is this? Where else is it happening? It's fucking madness, isn't it? Imagine it. You think you own your own home. I've often said this to the future Mrs. Allen. We own our own home. We, well, we think we do. You know, freehold, lock stock here in Salford. Um, but we, 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 we know that we live in, we live among, we are surrounded by tyranny. And I think it's fanciful, this idea that you own your own home and the land underneath it. When governments and local authorities can rewrite rules and, you know, legislation and say, well, we can take it off you anytime we want. Ah, right, okay. So much for, yeah, 
you know, freehold ownership then. Anyway, The Guardian. This is interesting. I kind of grew up with this. I'll tell you what I mean by this in a minute. Pontins served unlawful act notice over discrimination against Irish travellers. The Holiday Park Pontins, operator Pontins, has been served with an unlawful act notice after an investigation by the Equality Watchdog found multiple instances of race discrimination against Irish travellers. The Equality and Human Rights Commission found the operator, which is, which is owned by Britannia Jinky Jersey Limited, committed several clear breaches of the Equality Act. What's going on? Does Pontins not want the business of travellers or gypsies? Well, the investigation found the staff at the operator labelled a list of common Irish surnames as undesirable guests and instructed staff to decline or cancel bookings made under those names. It's amazing. The EHRC also found staff had created a banned guest list which contained the names of people, Pontins, suspected to be Irish travellers and their friends or families. And their friends or families. The Unlawful Act notice will require the holiday operator by law to produce an action plan to how they will meet the Equality Watchdog's recommendations. If they fail to do so, if Pontins, if Pontins fails to take action by early April, it could face criminal sanctions for discriminating against Irish travellers and denying them uh, bookings at the holiday venues around the country. It's very interesting, this. When I was a very young man, 14, 15, 16, I worked in bars, collecting glasses, serving. I was serving behind bars when it was illegal for minors to serve behind bars, but I did anyway. And every single bar I worked in had a policy that travellers were to be turned away. This is back now in the 90s. That was the policy then. The Irish government changed the law. And publicans in Ireland now would be wise not to refuse travellers because if they do, they can receive very, very, very heavy fines. And it's only right, really. But, I say but, I say but, when I was working in pubs in the mid-90s, there was good reason sometimes to refuse travellers. Because in some cases, you'd know that particular travellers were known for fighting or for causing trouble. Now, that's not to say, of course, that there would be known settled people. You know, most people are settled. They're not travellers. Most people are not gypsies. Gypsies are a minority. Most people are not gypsies. They don't travel around in caravans and whatnot. And, of course, there are settled people who are barred from pubs because they are known to be arseholes. It must be said as well. But, yeah, but to be fair, there was a blanket ban. And, of course, it wasn't, this, this wasn't official policy. It was unofficial policy. You were just told not to serve them when they came in. And that was that. Sometimes there would be trouble. Sometimes they would leave quietly after being told no. But an interesting one, Pontins has been told, get your act together. And um, if you don't, we'll levy criminal sanctions against you. Very interesting. Let's go with the lead story in the Times. And it's also a story which adorns many front pages this morning. Here's the Times. Worst anti-Semitism in UK for 40 years. Let me read a little bit of it for you. Uh, the Hamas attacks on Israel and their aftermath drove anti-Semitism in Britain 
to its highest, highest levels in over 40 years. New figures reveal, as the Home Secretary condemned the utterly deplorable rise. Yeah. James cleverly decried recent anti-Semitic hatred and abuse after a charity's report found that UK incidents surged almost 150% to more than 4,000 in 2023. Listen carefully. Cleverly pledged to protect the Jewish community as the group behind the report warned of an explosion in hatred on the streets following the October 7th atrocities. So the group behind the report will come to the group in a moment warning of, quote, an explosion in hatred on streets following October 7th. Now, the Home Secretary said, quote, we know the Jewish community needs to continue to see the tackling anti-Semitism is a priority for us. I will do everything in my power to ensure they are safe and just as importantly, feel safe. A priority, he says, does cleverly. So what about the group behind the report? Well, this is where it gets farcical. This is where it becomes farcical, rather. The Community Security Trust, CST, I'll tell you who they are momentarily, uh, the CST report found anti-Semitic incidents had risen by, uh, had surged to, excuse me, surged to 4,103, by far the highest number recorded since the charity began logging cases in 1984. It said the spike in anti-Jewish incidents had been inspired by Hamas's October 7th attacks on Israel with almost 2,700 occurring on or after that date. The skyrocketing levels of anti-Semitism in Britain suggested it was initially in celebration of the attacks, the report said. So this is farcical. This is the most non-scientific report you have ever been handed in your life. So what the CST has done is it has gone online and scoured Twitter, Facebook and uh, Instagram. And every time it has found a tweet or a Facebook post where somebody says, well, you know, Israel kind of had it coming now. You know, I'm not saying that it's right that, you know, one group of people attacks another. But, you know, the occupation 75 years. So what the CST has done, and I'll tell you who they are in a moment, it has added this to a list of what it calls anti-Semitic hate incidents. Anybody who, you know, expresses support for the people of Palestine, anybody who says, well, you know, the Israelis maybe had it coming. They've labelled this as an anti-Semitic hate incident, which of course it isn't. So, so that's basically what, what they've gone and done, right? They've taken anecdotes from people. So, so Jewish people will say, um, I was um, abused on Twitter because I entered into a discussion about the attacks on October 7th and about the occupation and I was abused. Where are you? says the CST, the Community Security Trust. Right, that goes into the anti-Semitic hate incident figures. This is what they've done now, right? Of these 4,100 incidents, wait for it, they claim 3,328, so nearly all of them, were abusive behaviour. So somebody online saying, you're effing this or you're effing that, 
So, so we'll, 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 we'll collate this, we'll put it into a package, and we'll say that anti-Semitism in the UK is at epidemic levels and something needs to be done. Like I said, the most non-scientific study you'll ever read in your life. So it's bullshit. Anti-Semitism is not rampant in the UK, which is one of the most tolerant societies in the world. Let me tell you about the Community Securities Trust. And I say this, and I hope, and I, I, I say I hope in vain, in vain. You know, I know this will reach some of these people. I know it will because of the success of the Richie Allen Show. Um, again, this week in the top 50 most downloaded podcasts on iTunes in the whole of the UK, beating people like Piers Morgan, beating people like Russell Brand, beating the BBC Radio 4 Today programme, beating some massive names. So I know they know about the Richie Allen Show. And I know they hear this podcast as well. I'm not saying that now for vanity reasons. So I'd love them to come back at me. The Community Security Trust is a protection racket. It's like the mafia, really. It isn't really a charity. Let me read from its website. Community Security Trust is a charity that protects British Jews from anti-Semitism and related threats. CST received charitable status in 1994 and is recognised by police and government as a unique model of best practice. CST has over 90 full and part-time staff based in offices in London, Manchester and Leeds. Wait for it. CST provides security advice and training for Jewish communal organisations, schools and synagogues. CST secures over 650 Jewish communal buildings and approximately 1,000 communal events every year. They are fucking gangsters. That is all they are. Gang fucking stirs. That's what they are. The Irish can put the word fucking into any word, even one syllable word. Right, they're gangsters, which is a two syllable word. They're gangsters. What What did the mafia do? The mafia went to businesses and said to businesses that pay us protection money and nobody will harm you. It's what the CST does. It provides security guards for schools where Jewish students are maybe, I don't know, well, say Jewish schools, faith schools, where, which, are, which are exclusively for Jewish children, private schools, businesses which are run by Jewish people. The CST lies to these people and tells them that there is an existential threat against Jews. There isn't really. But if you pay us, we'll secure your building, we'll train you, we'll train your staff. It's a protection racket, not a charity. I mean, it's absolutely obvious what it is. So any report produced by the CST claiming that Jews are, you, you know, that anti-Semitism is on the rise has to be taken not just with a large dose of salt. It has to be laughed out of fucking town. Gangsters, the CST. I've invited them on the Richie Allen show over the years, never received a reply. Gangsters. You know, I, I know a lot of Jewish people who call them, who refer to them as gangsters and say it's, an, it's a protection racket. It is the mafia. That's all it is. And Jews would do well, you know, not to be paying goons like uh, the CST uh, to protect you because you don't need any protection Nobody in this country blames the people um, in their communities, their Jewish neighbours, for, the, uh, for, for the goings-on in Palestine. It's just fucking bullshit. It's proven by their report. Their own report says the best part of 85% of these hate incidents are abuse online. Go and fuck off. You know. Listen, I, I can't lie. 
you know, there are idiots everywhere, but they are a tiny, 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 tiny minority. You know, you will have an idiot who will desecrate a, a headstone in a cemetery from time to time. It's outrageous, but it isn't indicative of any groundswell of hatred for Jewish people. There is no hatred for Jewish people in this country. It's madness. Um, I was going to do one about Russell Brand. He's in court. Brand claims accuser has faulty memory of events. This is in the Times as well. Um, there's a civil lawsuit ongoing against Brand, a woman who claims that he exposed himself to her and followed her into a bathroom on a film set years ago. Brand supporters are morons. They, they claim that these allegations against him are motivated by Brand being a threat to the establishment. Now, I don't know if Brand is guilty or not, and I couldn't declare Brand to be guilty because I don't know. And everybody's entitled to a defence, of course. But the idea that the the claims against Brand are the deep state trying to silence him are preposterous, in my opinion. Um, so we'll leave that. That's in the Times. And there's an interesting story in the Daily Mail. Uh, keeping a simple routine can boost your child's brain. And this is regular playtime, eating as a family at the table, not in front of the telly, and a strict bedtime without smart devices can um, boost children's brain development. So it sounds fairly obvious, but it is an interesting story, and maybe it's one that parents um, should read. That is kind of it for the papers this morning, Thursday the 15th of February 2024. I'm on the BBC News website, which is covering a a shooting um, in Kansas City, Missouri near the Kansas City Chiefs victory parade one dead and 21 injured and this is the lead story on the broadcast media this morning which is farcical, this is not of any interest to people in the UK but I think we know why they they, they, they run with these stories but yeah apparently uh, it's gang related apparently you know, it's got nothing to do with terrorism, but 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 of course they give blanket coverage to it. Somebody was killed and others were injured um, at a Super Bowl celebration parade in Kansas City, and the BBC is going big with that. Uh, thank you for listening to the papers this morning. I really appreciate it. The Richie Allen Show will be live at four o'clock today. That's four o'clock UK time Thursday. Have a great Thursday. And until later, from your BBG, it is bye for now. Slán Tamil. Yeah.